Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode because it is a message that has just been burning on my heart, and I just love every opportunity that the Lord gives me to jump on here, record, share my heart, get into the Word, encourage you, pray for you, and all of those good things. So I just pray that you are doing well. It is a humid day here in Michigan, and I am just loving summer vacation. I, for those of you who don't know, am working for a school. I work at an elementary school now, and so I have summer break off, which is like fabulous. And trust me, I'm not mad about it at all. And so I just am loving summer, loving this just time off that I have and, and all that God has me doing this summer. And it's just been fun. I'm not even a month into summer break and God has already done some awesome things. And tomorrow I'm actually going to take off for Mackinac Island. So for those of you who maybe aren't from around here, Google it. It's a it's an awesome place up north. So um, Michigan has two peninsulas, the upper and lower peninsula. If you didn't know that, maybe you're listening from another country or something, but the state that I live in has two peninsulas and then the Mackinac Bridge connects the two. It's a five mile long bridge. It is massive. And um, then there's an island up that way too, which is a really, really cool. It just puts you back in time. There's no automotives allowed on the island and it's just, just, just feels like you're stepping back in history. So it's super fun. I'm going with my friend Anna and she's never been there. So it's exciting. And I always love getting to go up there and i um, just so thankful for travel, which is something that I absolutely love and I'm super passionate about and super blessed to be able to do. I'm um, in this season of being single. God has so spoiled me <laughs> to be able to travel a lot. When I first became single, I had been to like six states, I believe. And now um, five years later, I've been able to knock off like 38 states. So it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And even as I'm sitting here at my desk recording, I have this little globe on my desk. It's a little souvenir thing that I got from somewhere on my travels. It's a world map and it, it it's shaped like a little globe and it spins and it says this heart of mine was made to travel the world. And so that is just a desire that the Lord has put on my heart um, and believing that probably part of that has to do with ministry and what he's going to call me to in the future because I will tell you I never used to love traveling. So it's it's interesting how God can mold and shape our desires to line up with what he's called us to. And so I love that. And um, I know sometimes we like look at people's lives and the sacrifices they make to the Lord and, and all of that. And we think I could never do that, but you could if God called you to it. And in some supernatural, awesome way, he changes our desires to conform with what he has called us to. And I love this quote I actually have in the back of my Bible, and it's by Jody Hughes. If you have not followed her. I'm very, very cautious about who I recommend as far as ministry and who I point people to uh, to follow and things like that. But Jody and Ben Hughes have a ministry called Poured Out, Poured Out Ministries or Poured Out Ministries. I can't remember. But anyway, she's got a book out that is called The King's Decree. Excellent book. 
definitely a book that I would even read again. And there's a quote out of that that I wrote inside the back jacket of my Bible. And it says, I knew this call would cost us everything, but everything is no sacrifice at all in service to the living King. And I love that. I just want that to be my life. (laughs) My heartbeat is just to live a life that's in full surrender to him, whatever that looks like, whatever he calls me to. And the last few days for me have been really just uh, my prayers have been prayers of surrender, just as I find myself in a season of life of feeling like God is taking me into a transition and not knowing exactly what that looks like and really feeling like my life has a giant question mark stamped over it. Um, it just choosing to press into him and choosing to declare that I trust him and praying those prayers of surrender. God, wherever you call me, whatever you call me to, God, I say yes. I say yes to you and I know that you'll equip me for it. You'll prepare my heart for it and all of those things. And so he is just so good and so faithful. And all of that was just bonus content because that is not at all what I got on here to talk to you about, but um, somebody probably needed to hear that. And so, and it's a good reminder to my own heart that God is so faithful and he prepares the way ahead of us. He's already gone before us into everything he's called us to. And I just love, one of my favorite things is just praying scripture. Sometimes when we don't know what to pray uh, outside of just praying in the spirit, which would be my first thing to encourage people to do, to pray in tongues, pray in the spirit when you're when you're not sure what to pray. That's just your prayer language between you and God, praying that way and knowing that you're praying the perfect will of the Father when you're doing that. And then also just praying the scripture because that is always a safe place to land. And so I'll remind myself in prayer that God promises to give me an abundance for every good work. So anything he's called me to, he'll give me an abundance for it. And sometimes we wait until we have that provision before we say yes to God. But a lot of times that's not how it works. That'll keep you from stepping out. If you're waiting until you have everything you need or you feel like you're totally ready or totally equipped, You it'll prevent you from stepping out. But when you say yes and you move forward and you say, God, I'm stepping forward in faith. I don't know where my provision's coming. Well, I know it's coming from you, but I don't know how you're going to get it to me. I don't know what that looks like. When you say yes and you step forward, you'll find that he supplies it all. He supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He gives us an abundance for every good work. He gives us everything we need for life and godliness. And so those are all just scriptures that I remind myself of when I'm in those moments of stepping out in faith, doing what he's put on my heart to do really without, without the means to do it at the time. And every single time I've ever stepped out and to do some to do something that God's called me to he's proven himself above and beyond faithful and like it says he gives us an abundance for every good work he's always giving me what I need and then some every single time and so I encourage you if you have something burning on your heart an idea or you feel like God's giving you direction in a certain area or to do something step out start moving forward say God okay what are my next steps because sometimes um if we get consumed with looking at the big picture and it's overwhelming. But if we say, okay, God, what am I doing now? What do you want me to do right now? And so like for me, for instance, with writing my book, that's a big project. That's a big deal. Like, okay, well, who's going to publish it and all those things. And you can get caught up in all the what ifs and how and all that. But for me, it was a choice of, okay, God, every day I'm setting aside time and I'm going to work on writing. And for me, I'm a very goal oriented person and I like to see progress like, Um, tangibly. And so I would track my word counts every day and I'd be like, okay, I wrote this many words and I would, so that I could look back and I could see that I'm making progress when it feels like it's a never ending thing. And so then over time, obviously the book was completed. And then at that point it was like, okay, God, now what do I do? Where do I pitch this proposal to and all that? And so God showed me exactly what I needed along the way when I needed it. He didn't give me the big picture and say, okay, you're going to write the book and then you're going to do this and this and this. 
for me, that would be overwhelming. Maybe you're someone who needs all the steps right up front. And I just love that God is not cookie cutter and he will give you what you need and he knows what you can handle. And so he's so good and he's so faithful. So all of that to say, (laughs) he's good. Trust him in the process. Step out, be bold, be courageous. And I just really set over you a boldness to do all that he's called you to do. And so today I want to talk to you guys about warfare. And that is something that if you are a Christian, if you're not aware of it yet, you're going to be made aware of the fact that we are in a very real spiritual battle. And we know that the word says in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And so um, that second half of that verse is so much more powerful because God is so much greater. And he's just been reminding my heart lately to not pin God and the enemy nose to nose because the enemy is no match, no rival at all whatsoever to our God. Our God is far superior, far greater, far more powerful. And um, and it says that in Ephesians that Jesus is far above all principalities and powers and, and rulers of darkness and all those things that he is seated far, far, far above those things. And so when we look at the enemy and we see him wrecking havoc in the world around us and all those things, we have to remind ourselves that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives inside of you if you are a born-again believer. And that power is so much stronger and so much greater. But the enemy wants to get us into a place of intimidation where we fear him, where we're intimidated by him, where we feel like he has the upper hand, where we feel like he's greater and he's stronger and he's more powerful. But believer, let me tell you, that is not true. That is not true. If you are a born-again believer and you have the the resurrection power of Jesus Christ living inside of you that is so much greater and powerful, more powerful and stronger than anything the enemy could try to throw at you. So yes, he comes in to steal. Yes, he comes in to destroy. Yes, he comes in to kill. Like he would want nothing more than for you to be dead. And that is a very blunt and uh, comment, but it is it is true because he knows that if, if you are a born again believer and you know who you are in Christ and you are walking in the authority that God has given you and you know who you are, your identity is strong, it pushes back darkness. It advances the kingdom of God and that is a threat to the enemy. And so, yeah, if you are a believer, you have a target on your back, but do not let that intimidate you. Don't let that cause you to retreat and push you back into a corner because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to steal your identity. He wants to steal your authority. He wants you to not even fully grasp what you have in Christ. And God's been reminding me of that so much lately, that scripture that says, forget not all his benefits, that we have an inheritance. We have benefits as believers that a lot of us forfeit out of ignorance because maybe we're not in the word. We don't really know what is rightfully ours, or we forfeit because we just don't understand how to wield those things, how to properly steward them. And so God has just been, um, the message of this whole podcast really is a message of warfare and how to, how to fight your battles and all those things. And I love that song that says, um, this is how I fight my battles when it looks like I'm surrounded, God, I'm surrounded by you. And so when you're in the heat of those battles and knowing that he's gone before you, that he fights your battles, that he is on your side and, uh, just declaring the word of God over yourself is so so, so important. And so I want to read 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. This is one of my favorite scriptures that I pray a lot. And I remind myself of a lot. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So they're not fleshly. They're not worldly. They're supernatural. 
but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And that is that is so important that we do take every thought captive, just like that Joyce Meyer's book, Battlefield of the Mind. A lot of our battles are in our mind, and we so easily let our thoughts free flow. We don't take those thoughts captive. We don't, you know, when those thoughts come at us and those thoughts come up in our mind, are we taking them captive? Are we arresting them in our mind? Are we saying, hey, does this line up with the truth of God's word? Does this line up with what God says about my situation or my life? And so often we just give in to those thoughts, which, you know, can really cause us to spiral downward into disappointment and depression and all those things. But when we learn to take those thoughts captive immediately unto the obedience of Christ, I love that. That means take that thought captive and replace it with the truth. What does God's word say about this? What does God say about my situation? Um, And we know the enemy is a liar. The word says that he is unable to speak truth. All he can do is lie. It's his native language. He's the father of lies. And so we have to know that if we are hearing a voice or thoughts or things like that, that are coming from the enemy, that it's not true. And so what is he trying to stop in my life? What is he trying to trip me up in? And then just asking God, what, what do you have to say about this situation? What does your word say? And replacing it with the truth. It's so important. And I actually want to read through the armor of God because the word of God says in Ephesians 6, I'm going to read you that, the whole armor of God, that he's given us his armor so that we can withstand all of the wiles of the enemy. Anything the enemy comes against us at, we have the full armor of God that comes against those things. And it's so important that we are reminding ourselves of the armor of God. So a lot of mornings, not every single morning, but a lot of times, or even during the day, if I realize I haven't done it, or if I am just feel like I'm being like, you know, bombarded with things, I will pray on the whole armor of God. And so I'm going to read this to you and then we'll d- dig more into it. So it says, finally, my brethren, I'm in um, Ephesians 6:10. be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age. This is so important. This verse, it says, we don't wrestle flesh and blood. People are never your battle. When you are looking at a situation and you are frustrated with another person, pull yourself back. Ask God, what is actually going on here? What is happening in the spirit realm? Because so often we look at people and we're like, you know, we feel like we're we're fighting against someone and, and their decisions and what they're doing. But more often than not, well, it says right here, we don't wrestle flesh and blood. People are never our battle. And so the enemy will use people. He'll use situations and things. And so asking God for supernatural, just um, just eyesight, God, what is happening? Give me discernment on what's happening here. What spirits, what, what principalities or powers of rulers of darkness are at work in this situation? Because I see the enemy's thumbprint all over it. I know, God, that this is not what you want for this, for me, for the situation, whatever. And so learning how to battle it in the spirit is so important. And we never wrestle against people. Um, And I've had to remind myself of that a lot, trust me. Uh, Okay, so verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So that is what we're going to do, people. We are going to stand. We are going to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That is so important, that shield of faith, every piece of the armor of God. And I actually have another episode called The Armor of God, 
So go listen to that. And I really dig into the armor of God in, in more depth. But that shield of faith is so important. And it says that it it quenches every fiery dart of the enemy. So anything he could try throwing at you, that shield of faith, spiritual your spiritual shield of faith will extinguish all of it. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you are not in the word of God regularly, I beg you to do that. Like I implore you, like the word says, I beseech you. That means that's like a begging and a pleading to be in the word of God, even if you're dyslexic or you're like, I'm ADHD or I don't know. Don't let those things stop you. The word of God is powerful. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the worker of God, you and I, will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It is God-breathed, God-inspired. And so just ask the Holy Spirit. I don't care what title has been put on you or what maybe you may struggle with as far as just even your attention span or anything. God can push through that with you and help you to be able to read it and retain it and to know it. Get his word hidden in your heart. Let it be deep seated inside of you. It is so important because your shield of faith is going to be very, very weak if you are not in the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we increase our faith by being in the word. And it says, uh, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And um, I'm going to stop right there. I encourage you read Ephesians. If you're, if you maybe haven't been in the word in a while or ever, Ephesians is a great one. It used to be my favorite book in the Bible. I think now I'm kind of obsessed with Colossians, but I just love the word of God in general. So the Lord was just showing me over this past week, um, actually a week ago today, I had a really serious dizzy spells and I don't normally have that at all, um, ever. I'm never dizzy. And so I was at youth camp and I was just really, really struggling with dizziness and I was in my room on my bed and I laid down for a little bit just because I wasn't feeling great. And um, I sat up and I was so dizzy, like the room was just spinning And, you know, in that moment, no one else was around. I didn't have anyone to, like, ask to pray for me or whatever. And so I was laying hands on my own head and just praying over my mind and my equilibrium and commanding my equilibrium to line up and all those things. And we had a church service that night, and it was, like, 10 minutes away. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even think I can stand, let alone walk across camp to get to the tabernacle and all those things. But I just kept declaring the word of God over myself. I kept praying over myself and just calling my mind to line up and my body to line up and all those things. And and as I was forcing myself to go to service, which I, you know, my flesh, I just wanted to skip out and not go because I literally felt that bad. I made myself go. And it was like a couple songs into worship before I was even able to stand. I just sat at the back just in case like it hit me again and I needed to get outside quickly to get fresh air or something. Just sat in the back and it was a couple songs in before I was even able to stand. And I just forced myself to press in, to press into God's presence, to press into worship. And during worship time, he ended up giving me like downloads and reminding me of some vision he had given me in the past for different things and and just speaking to my heart on so many levels and it was like, no wonder the warfare was so hard and, and the enemy was trying to prevent me from getting here and being around everyone and everything because God uh, had so much in store for me. And the Lord was really showing me, like, I am going to train you to be able to equip others how to warfare for themselves in those moments when you don't have anyone else to pray with you. You don't have 
anyone else to stand with you. And I love in James, I was actually just sharing this at a women's retreat last weekend that I spoke at. I want to read it real quick and then bring it back around. I love the word of God. It says, um, do, do, do. is any among you sick? I'm in James 5, 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So yes, we need each other. It is so crucial. If you are going through something, call on your brothers and sisters in Christ. Let them anoint you. Let them pray over you. Even at the women's retreat, one of my really, really good friends, Jen, was having back issues and she was like, I didn't really want to like inconvenience everyone. We're like, no, you are not allowed to stay quiet when you have, when you are struggling and you are going through something. Let us be there for each other. Thank God for the body of Christ. That's why we need each other. And we were able to pray over her and the Lord healed her back and she was fine. Um, but so yeah, not letting, you know, pride or what we feel like is an inconvenience for other people because it is an honor and a privilege to be able to be there for one another. But there are moments too, though, when we just don't have anyone around and we have to know how to warfare for ourselves with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit that is so living and active inside of you to be able to do that. And so for me, it was laying hands on my own head. And I've done that so many times. I remember one time where I was having severe uh, foot pain. I had gone through a season where I had to wear a boot. And a lot of you maybe know this story already, but I had to wear a boot. I was on crutches, a wheelchair part of the time and different things because there was just major issues going on in my foot. And God had walked me through that. I was on a prednisone and all sorts of steroids and stuff. And I came out of that season, my foot felt fine and I was good to go kind of thing. And a couple of years later, I felt that pain coming back on me. And I was like, oh no, here we go again. And just started replaying all the process of before. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get it into the doctors. I'm going to have to get another prednisone shot. I'm going to be on medication, all these things. And I was like, no, 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 no. I am not dealing with this. I have authority over my body and I can pray over myself. And in that point, like, I didn't have anyone else around. I was getting ready um, for church, I believe, that morning. Yeah, I was because I remember sharing the testimony when I got to church that day. But and I just literally scooped up my own foot in my hands and I just commanded the pain to leave my body in Jesus' name, declared healing over my foot and all those things, and the pain left immediately. And so I'm not saying if you're on medication or you're seeing a doctor that that's wrong at all, but I am saying so many times we forfeit the fact that we have authority in our prayer that we can command our body and in, in those things like a lot of times that ends up being our last resort instead of our first. And trust me, I am 100% guilty of that and have done that so often, but I want to be trained and to train myself enough to know, like, I want to go to God first. I want him to be my first response. I want to declare the word of God over myself before I look to other means or whatever. And so just being able to stand in faith for yourself and in those moments, and I have several other stories too, but in those moments where I've done that and I've stepped out and I've seen the faithfulness of God and I've seen the power of God work in my life and heal me and restore me and all those things, it has built my faith for being able to pray for other people and actually believe that God will do what he says he'll do and, and just praying the word of God. And so I want to go back to Second Corinthians, which is after First Corinthians. No, I'm just kidding. It is, but um, that's kind of obvious. But yeah, I love that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 
And um, I just pray, like, I encourage you to meditate on that, to look that up in your own word, look it up in different translations. I love doing that and just, and just getting that truth deep seated inside of you that the way that we fight, the way that we warfare, it's not carnal, it's not worldly, it's not fleshly, it's not the way the world, the world gauges warfare, but it is a spiritual battle that is very real. And in those moments when you are just being bombarded with thoughts of the enemy to remind yourself who you are in Christ, who you are in God, that he is faithful, that he is for you, that he is not a man that he should lie, that he keeps every promise he makes. And there's a scripture too that says it is impossible for God to lie. So if he has spoken a word to you or about you or about your life or your situation or your circumstance, whatever that is, he will bring it to pass. And it's so easy to get into discouragement and double-mindedness and lack of faith when we don't see our situation changing. We don't see things moving. And in fact, our situation looks exactly the opposite of what we feel like God's spoken to us. It's so easy to get into that place of discouragement. And the Lord really spoke to my heart several weeks ago, and I feel like it's a word for you too, to not give in to the spirit of discouragement. It is so easy when we feel like time is passing by and the promises haven't come to pass and all those things to give in to discouragement. And and the Lord is just saying, strengthen your hearts in him, trust in his word, trust that he is faithful, trust that he has a timing and a purpose for everything. The word says that in Ecclesiastes, that there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so maybe that season that you've caught glimpses of, just it's just not the right time yet. And trusting him that he will keep every word he makes. And so I'm going to read you a scripture I actually have written on my desk here. I love it. It's Hebrews 10, 23. And I'm going to read it in the New King James and then the Passion Translation. And I'm just going to pray over us. Just pray that you are encouraged. And if you need prayer for anything, please reach out to me. I love encouraging people. I love praying for people and just reminding your hearts of God's truth and being able to speak into your life is such a privilege for me that I don't take lightly. I don't take it for granted. And I'm just honored to be able to speak into your life. And so Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And then it says, so now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to speak into the lives of all of my podcast listeners. God, I thank you that you are faithful, that you equip our arms for the battle. God, in every battle that we face in this life, every thought that comes at us, every situation, every circumstance that we face, God, that you are with us, that you are always with us. Your word promises us that you never leave or forsake us. And God, I pray that you would equip all of us to know how to fight the battle properly, to know how to fight the battle in the spirit realm, God, because your word says we don't wrestle flesh and blood. We know that people are never our battle. But God, show us how to fight properly to be able to win the war because you are so faithful and you always lead us in triumph through Christ, Lord. And I just thank you that you are on our side, that you are for us and who could be against us. God, I thank you that you are so good, that you keep your word, that your word stands true for eternity, God, that your word never changes. And so I just release over all my podcast listeners a deeper hunger for your word, an understanding. God, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God, as we read your word, that we would truly get it deep-seated inside of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram 
at Just Janice Podcast.